This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's edition of Keep Watch Pass. We got a fun one for you, but first, very first, allow me to introduce a very pretty woman in her own right, my lovely wife, Carrie. Carrie, how are you doing today? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Very nice. Very, very excellent um, introduction. Thank you very much. I thought so, right? Oh, you're sweet. You say things. I do say things. (laughs) And I say things because today we are talking about films starring Julia Roberts. So when we were coming up with who to talk about on Keep Watch Pass this weekend, and we mentioned like, you know, Julia Roberts, were you excited for this? Absolutely. Oh my God. Like, I mean, first of all, her hair is always on point. I mean, you know that I've rocked the red hair, Mm -hmm. but there has always been that goal to have like the Julia Roberts perfect, like curly hair. Oh my God. She's just, she's always stunning. And I absolutely, um, from like a kid, I have been watching Julia Roberts and just have always saw her as a style icon. So I absolutely love Julia Roberts. So I'm a big fan. Is Excited Ju- to be here for about this. On the Mount Rushmore, so foreheads, on the Mount Rushmore of Hollywood redheads, is she on the Mount Rushmore? Oh, for redheads, for sure. And then, of course, you have to give Scarlett Johansson props mm-hmm. for her red hair. I, I think you have to put Nicole Kidman on there as well. Eh. No, huh? Okay. I mean, maybe if you want. Maybe. I don't know. Well, who would you put on the redhead Mount Rushmore? The redhead, I was so not prepared for this, but Julia Roberts rocks the red. Um, you mentioned Scarlett Johansson. Drew Barrymore, when she's got her red hair going. See, I always... I love Drew. I equate, I equate Drew Barrymore as a blonde, though. I don't know if I put her on the redhead Mount Rushmore. Okay, I, and I can I can appreciate that. Karen Gillan? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely... Um, there's a spot for her as well. Okay. Um, who else? Um, who played Josie in Josie and the Pussycats? Oh, Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook. But, oh, and uh, Allison Hannigan. Oh, Allison Hannigan definitely has to go on the redhead Mount Rushmore. Because yes. I, I, again, I equate Rachel Lee Cook as a brunette as opposed to a redhead, but she does rock the red well. It, it would be like looking at um, Georgia Tennant in the third season of <gasps> Staged. Oh my God, her hair was on point. Like, it was kind of like a strawberry blonde. Mm-hmm. Yes, 1,000%. In fact, I think Georgia wins out but, of but all again, of them. But again, I equate her as blonde, so I don't know if I put her on the redhead Mount Rushmore. No, no, no. She rocked the strawberry blonde. We, we've, lost, we've lost the path here. We've completely yep. straight on to a different- <laughs> It's all about the hair, we, people. We've, we've created a new show here, but <laughs> but no, let, let's get back on track because we are about to go through Julia Roberts' filmography- picking three movies each, a keep, a watch, and a pass. Now, the keep would probably be on our Julia Roberts Mount Rushmore of movies. The watch would be under consideration for the Mount Rushmore of movies. And the pass would be on the Mount Nevermore of movies. So, you like that, right? 
So now we're going to hand it over to you, my lovely redhead. And what would your keep movie be for movies starring Julia Roberts? My keep is not a movie that you would tend to think of Julia Roberts automatically if you heard the title. And again, a Drew Barrymore um, property, a... um, a Sam Rockwell property. Okay. I'm going to go with Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. That's a solid pick. And Julia Roberts' character in this as the temptress, murderous, double agent, um, just, oh my God. The character she played in this was what I wanted to see of Julia Roberts in Ocean's Eleven and 12, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she just absolutely stole the movie. I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind absolutely, without a doubt, has a top spot, a top billing, if you will, in my DVD collection. Confe- Love this movie. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is a wonderful film. And I remember when we got the DVD, uh, you know, we watched it a few times. And then we watched it with the director's commentary. And it was so good because this was one of George Clooney's, I think, first directed films. And he did such a good job with it. And Julie Roberts, yes, is a standout in this film. I think Drew Barrymore is also a standout in this film as well. Oh, yeah. Not and- to mention... Um, Sam Rockwell as as Chuck Barris. Yeah, and this is kind of where Sam Rockwell kind of sold you on his act and whatnot. Like, I I thought he was great in Galaxy Quest. Uh, Loved him in Galaxy Quest, but it was more of But it was more of an ensemble with Galaxy Quest. Mr. Wright is definitely a him movie and, you know, and Anna Kendrick as well. But this film... Matchstick Men as well. (sighs) He stole it from Nick Cage. Yeah, but not not so much because I wasn't the biggest fan of that film. Well, okay, but he stole the show. Yes, but I mean, you're still in the show from Nick Cage, right? So, you know, you're kind of grading on a curve there on that one. Um, my, Love that show. My, I know, it's a great podcast. My Keep is a movie that we have talked about before on It's Not That Bad, and that's America's Sweethearts. I knew you were going to go there. I said on that episode, by the way, you can go back and listen to that episode. So, you know, just go to our website, notthatbadcast.com. You'll be able to find it. Nice. Um, shameless self-promotion. I am not <laughs> shameless at all. I will do it happily so. Uh, no, this is actually one of my f- more favorite Julia Roberts roles, period. She was so much fun in this. You know, she and she was, you know, despite the fact of not being... You know, the lead actress, that being Catherine Zeta-Jones, I think it was perfect, you know, the 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 balance between her and John Cusack in this and then the, the fun that she had with Billy Crystal in it as well. I love this film. I absolutely love this film. I know you do. And I know, you know, you're not the biggest rom-com fan and I'm not the biggest rom-com fan, but this is one of those rare films that kind of leaped out of the genre. And I think it's probably because of the actors. Like, John Cusack is freaking John Cusack, right? Billy Crystal is an absolute gem. Julia Roberts in this film is adorable. Well, I absolutely loved that, again, it's not a Julia Roberts film. She played the 
God, I don't even want to say, but the ugly duckling sister to her. For lack of a better term, yes. Beautiful, you know, everybody loves. Um, oh, what was um, what was Catherine Seda Jones's uh, character name? Everybody loves. Oh, I can't even remember, but Frick, whatever her name was. But, but then you got Julie Roberts says Kiki. Ah, uh, yes, everybody loves Kiki, <laughs> right? And you know, and literally. Um, you know, she would starve herself or deny herself carbs um, just to, you know, try and be considered as beautiful as her sister. And she was her assistant and just kind of devoted her entire life to running after her sister. It's, like, it's like she went the other way. Instead of stress eating, she was stress working out. You know, it's, right. Which if Catherine Zeta-Jones in that movie is your sister, you're going to have a whole lot of stress. But, but again, there was that whole like tension that, you know, probably in their marriage, mm-hmm. right? Um, Julia Roberts' character probably spent more time with, with John Cusack, John yeah. Cusick than, you know, than Kiki did. But so. the, the thing is, it's it's a really good ensemble comedy too. And, and it, it had so many laughs in it and so many good Pratt falls and situations, you know, for, for the, the actors to, to get into. Like it really is a fun comedy. Billy Crystal wrote it. He didn't direct, but you know, he was originally planning on directing it, but you can hear Billy Crystal's comedy in all the dialogue. And I, I just love it. I, I do. Well, no one ever gets murdered in a Hyatt. Exactly. <laughs> you, you go to other hotels for that. I freaking love uh, it. Other hotels, not so much, but no one gets murdered. <laughs> okay, so for my watch film, I'm going with a bit more of a dramatic take, and it's not necessarily a Julia Roberts film. It's actually more of a Tom Hanks film, and I'm going with Charlie Wilson's War. This is based on a true story, and Julia Roberts plays the... Um, very well-to-do Southern Belle, who is also a political financial backer. And it's, 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 it's a really, really good movie. And I mean, I, I love this movie for Tom Hanks, but Julia Roberts, when she's on the screen, steals the scene every time. Well, I mean, that's safe to say for the most of her movies, Mm -hmm. right? Like as soon as you see Julia Roberts on the screen, it's like, yes, Right. Um, yeah. And and even if it's not in the lead role, I mean, because it is, it's a smaller part for her, but I don't often get a chance to talk about how good Charlie Wilson's war is as a film. And I think it's even, you know, it's even more impactful when you realize that it is based on a true story. It is based in, you know, a very difficult time in America's history, but I think it's handled in a, a, a well enough safe enough way for you to be able to appreciate the story and not get caught up with the reality that it was dealing with at the time. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. So what is your watch film? My watch, of course, is the quintessential like rags to riches or, um, you know, New York prostitute to the bell of the ball. Pretty woman. Right. I absolutely loved this movie. I thought Julia Roberts was stunning both from the start of the movie to the end. Mm. From the street corner to the corner suite, yes. Ooh, I like that, yes. Yeah, that should have been the tagline right there, right? (laughs) I like it. I feel like I need my trailerized voice right now. (laughs) From the street corner to the corner suite. Uh, she'll kiss up, but she won't kiss down. That's no, 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 no. We're just going too far. Here. <laughs> oh boy, we just went to a really, really bad direction. But no, th- this really is, you know, like the breakout role. Like, yes, she was in Mystic Pizza before this, but this very much was the breakout role. You know, throw in um, must have been love from Roxette. Like it's. It was quintessentially of the time and hit every single one of those notes. And I mean, really, when you when you take a look at the, for lack of a better term, Mount Rushmore of rom-coms, you might actually put Pretty pretty uh, pretty Woman, sorry, English language, you might put Pretty Woman up on the Mount Rushmore of rom-coms. Oh, completely. I mean, it was definitely her breakout role. Mm-hmm. Yes, she had others, but this movie catapulted Julia Roberts to stardom. And I really think that she was absolutely perfect for it. It was almost kind of like if, like when they wrote the script or when they envisioned the rise of a character Mm -hmm. um, to just absolute stardom. Like she had to be the the only pick. She was... uh, she was amazing in this movie. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, stellar supporting cast as well. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was, it really was. Now, now I'm just curious, you know, what is your top rom-com? Even if it doesn't have Julie Roberts in it, what is like that, that, that number one rom-com? Is this it? I would definitely say so. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't prepared to answer that question, but um, it is most certainly up there. And like you said, it's not really a genre that... I gravitate towards, yeah. you know, and I, I, it's interesting because that's an excellent segue to my pass. Oh, because my pass is indeed the more recent 
rom-com um, starring the pairing of George Clooney and Julia Roberts in Ticket to Paradise. And, really? Yeah, and I was so, I'm so disappointed to even be sitting here saying this because I had such high hopes. I really did. I love the concept that, um, you know, Julia Roberts, George Clooney were previously married. Um, they wind up just spitefully hating each other. Like there is just venom in their words. Um so you could tell that, you know, um, it didn't go so well, maybe, upon the breakup. But um, they reunite, they reconnect. Um, long story short, uh, their daughter is getting married. And and I think where I'm going with this, and not to spoil the ending, but the ending was disappointing. It was very disappointing. Hmm. And that brings me to why it is my pass because I watched it I really did and I had high hopes and you know it, as much as I don't love rom-coms I still subscribe to I want the fairy book ending and it just wasn't there it uh it missed the pass so yeah and and that's the thing too like I know when this movie came out you know when you consider it came out fairly recently and you know there was all this talk about you know where's the where's where's the love where's the fun where's the rom-coms is the rom-com dead kind of thing and when this movie came out and you know you were like this is what we need this this is going to be good this is gonna be fun it's a it's george clooney and julia roberts which is usually pretty much um just printing money i get that um but i feel bad that that you you feel kind of let down by this Mm -hmm. again and it all kind of came down to the ending and i don't want to spoil it because it's a fairly recent movie Mm. but it was just kind of like uh yeah (laughs) okay i'm gonna ask you because you know i'm throwing questions at you you weren't prepared for is the rom-com in 2023 dead on in the movie theater or on TV? In the theater. In the theaters. Because I, I do think, and you know, I'll get my own opinion in there first. I think the rom-com is finding life on streaming, mm-hmm. on like Netflix and Prime. And they're, they're starting to put pro- you know money into those kind of properties. But I think, for me personally, I think the rom-com in the theater is dead. But what do you think? Now, I'm going to twist this into a question without answering. Okay. So I'm completely calling my shot here. Is it that the rom-com is dead or the star power duo of the quintessential, like I'm talking like the Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, the questionably George Clooney and Julia, George Clooney and Julia Roberts, I almost made like a Benefer type <laughs> type calling there. Um, Kluberts. Exactly there. The, 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 the Benefer, right? Like, is it that there just really is a lack of, I don't know, connection or a lack of, um, I don't know, charisma between? I, I, I think it's a, uh, it's a thing that, People want a little bit more than just 
the rom-com. It's got to have a little bit more. Like, I think the last decent, arguably, film that you could consider a rom-com that did well in the theaters was probably The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, which was, I mean, that was that was just so much fun. Okay, but that's almost like a spoof to the rom-com genre. But, but I think that's what sold that film. I mean, yes, there was a time when movies like When Harry Met Sally and Say Anything and Pretty Woman, right, and Notting Hill and all these movies, like, they, they, they were the box office for a while. And I, I just think that... Yes, the box office is still not anywhere near what it was pre-pandemic, but I, I think people are looking for more in their movies at the you know at the theater than the, they want something more, not just something that you could probably get on a streaming service with a bunch of no-name actors. And I think maybe that's what it is. But before we before we really get into like serious you know movie debates, the state of the cinema. Um, my past movie is actually Ocean's 12. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. Ocean's 11 is so much fun. I thought Ocean's 11 was, you know, not just a good movie, but a good remake as well. When you're dealing with a remake that of, like, literally the Rat Pack, it's, you know, like, you got a tall task ahead of you, but the cast that they assembled for Ocean's Eleven hit on, like, firing on all cylinders. Like, you could not go wrong with anyone in that cast. But I think the problem with Ocean's Twelve is that it fell into the same trope that all of a sudden, we did something great at the box office. Now we have to do it all over again. And I think the problem there is that after Ocean's Eleven you're moving into uncharted territories and now you have to tell a different story and it felt like everything had already been said with oceans 11 i agree i like where they were trying to go with it you know with the girl power angle and you know the girls are doing it for themselves kind of thing but no you're thinking oceans eight uh, Ocean's 12 is the sequel, direct sequel to Ocean's 11. Oh, with the same characters? The same, okay, I the am same character. Ocean's, wait, yeah, wait. you're thinking Ocean's 8. Was she the, not in that one? No, she definitely was not in Ocean's 8. Ocean's 12, yep, she was in, you know, throwing Catherine Zeta-Jones. You know, it feels like an America's Sweethearts thing. But it really was all of a sudden, like, it was the same thing. And I think it's one of those things with Hollywood where... Leave well enough alone. Know that sometimes once is enough. You don't need to continually tap the well. Carrie, thank you so much for joining me down this road. This was fun. Like, Julie Roberts has, has one of those massive filmographies that, again, we could probably do a volume two, even if you get discount some of the movies we've already talked about on this episode. But it was so much fun. Now, listeners, we want to know... What movies you would have picked for Julia Roberts? What are your keep, watch, and pass films? Hit us up on social media at NotThatBadCast or go to our website at NotThatBadCast.com. Let us know. We love to hear from you. Carrie, thank you so much. You're awesome. Listeners, you guys are always awesome. This is Keep, Watch, Pass. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 